There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Cold Popcha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hello, and I, I don't have to do a sync clap or anything, but um, hello and welcome to a very unusual episode of the Cult Publisher Podcast. I'm your host, Richard, and uh, I'm your only host this episode, and it's, it is just now setting in how it is only me. I'm going to have to talk constantly for the next, no idea how long this episode's going to be, so strap in if you're not a fan of mine you may want to hold on till the next episode uh if you're a big fan of aj's and you're wondering where he is he's very sick at the moment he's got a he's got a mystery illness he he thinks it's not covid but you know we'll see sometimes these things take a while to to show up but um yes i'm i'm taking over just as myself it feels very weird and i'm gonna put headphones in just because it feels weird to be talking without them, even though I don't need to hear AJ on the other side of the call. Um, there's a few other things I need to be aware of. Obviously, recording this episode, I tend to I tend to say um a lot when it's not going anywhere. I've, I've tried to to cut back in the last season, but I'm also um, I tend to talk really fast if I'm the only person talking. See, now that I've got headphones and I've got like little earbuds in, and they're they're blocking out just certain frequencies and this is now like this is how i'm comfortable hearing my voice for long periods of time but yeah so i just say but also you know I, I thought i could could rope in uh jess or jeremy or or someone into this episode but um jess actually has COVID as well and uh yeah it's 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 not been it's been very hard for the last week and you know we we wish her all the best here at the cop option podcast but unfortunately i do live with jess no it's not it's not unfortunate <laughs> uh, most of the time it's uh it's only unfortunate when i i risk joining the the millions and millions of people affected with covid uh over the last two years but i um it's Saturday night currently, and I'm getting that like you know the little tickle you get in the back of your throat when you're like I'm going to be sick tomorrow. Uh, so I have that at the moment. So it it is funny that I'm filling in because AJ is too sick to record, and I may have COVID at time of recording. I I I would put ten bucks on the fact that within the next five days I'm going to test up positive for COVID. Although I also got really sick when I got back from China earlier in the year. And, um, but I never tested positive, so it may have not been COVID 
or I may just be really bad at doing the rapid antigen tests. Uh, so, yeah, what is this episode? You're, 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 you're listening to me blather on. I haven't told you what the bloody episode is yet. And you're going to be listening to me blather on for, for a lot because that is the entire episode. So what I'm doing, is, and this is something that I've joked about with AJ for a long time, that if there was ever for any reason he wouldn't be able to record, I would do like a an Ask Richard podcast and not like a i'm not talking about like an uh, i am richard martin the podcaster ama this is no you bring me your problems and i like an advice column i'm i'm not someone who's particularly renowned on the podcast for giving advice i would say like it's it's not my thing we're not an advice podcast we're a, a fun movie podcast and you know, because of uh, the, the the fan base we have and the the image we've created for ourselves here at the Cop Option Podcast, obviously a lot of these uh, these prompts, I'll call them, are going to be, or these questions where people have asked for advice, a lot of them are going to be silly, some of them are going to be references to stuff, but then I think in there there's going to be some, some real heart, and I think that that's really... The core of the Cult Pop Podcast is that it's a lot of heart. It's a, you know, but uh, it's a bit of fun, but it's got that heart at the core. I am trying some new drinks tonight. I, I've been, some of you may know that the that Ireland is here, the, the Irish uh, rugby team is here in New Zealand. They've been they're playing the All Blacks and I was covering it for my job last weekend and I went to a bunch of Irish pubs and obviously there was there was Guinness was flowing freely and I thought you know what I remember a time in my life where every six months to two years I would try Guinness and I would say let's yeah let, let's try see if I like Guinness again and I thought you know what I haven't done this in ages so I'm gonna I'm gonna get a Guinness sometime this week and I thought you know what what better time to do it than to live them for this podcast um, I don't have a Guinness with me. I couldn't find one that was only in a one pack, or like a, just a single standalone beer. What I was after year was there. I didn't want to buy a six pack, and they sold them as six packs. They were like twenty seven dollars, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to try something else. So what I've got is a eight, number eight wired double scoop stout, which is supposedly baklava flavored. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting because stout is such a dark beer, but they always. It's always like super sweet. Like I've had like ice cream stouts and there's a really nice cereal milk stout. Um, but generally not a fan of stouts. You can probably get that crack open there. So I'll try a little bit of this and then I'll give you my review. Hmm. It's actually quite nice. There's Yeah, stout's a weird beer. It's like it's like the dark chocolate of beers, but you because you can get these really complex flavors but then you also have just this like almost molasses kind of really dark rich sugar to it but yeah no i would recommend um number eight wide baklava stout mm. but the other drink i'll try to i'm sure aj's still gonna cut the episode hi aj if you're listening hope you get well soon and i'm sure he'll cut out all my gross drinking noises but the other thing that i'm gonna be drinking Maybe not just yet, but maybe I'll, I'll try a little bit once we get into some of the more serious questions. Um, I bought some mead, M-E-A-D, mead. Something that I, similar to like moonshine, I think. I've I've always just sort of thought it was like one of those catch-all terms for like a, a kind of alcohol that you don't really get anymore. But no, it's, yeah, it's a honey wine. I might be really showing, you know, my my idiocy when it comes to my, my lack of knowledge when it comes to alcohol, but 
It's the first time I've ever actually seen mead in the supermarket. It caught my eye. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try some mead on the podcast. So, yeah, once I get into my dark stout a little bit, my double scoop stout, baklava, I'll, uh, I might crack open some mead, which I've chilled. I'm not sure if you're supposed to chill mead, but it said um, on the internet, it said you can you can do whatever. I also got good old water as uh, or water water as our American fans might say. So I went along to the Discord. I made a channel called hashtag Ask Richard. The hashtag is just how Discord denotes what a channel is. It's been seven minutes. I haven't answered the first question yet. So I'm, I'm feeling good about this episode is going to be longer than, than 20 minutes. <laughs> so first question comes to us from uh, Karen from Cult Popshire who asks, Hi Rich. Oh my God, yes. I shouldn't have had those drinks. Hi Richard. Long time asker, first time listener. What's the key to a fat hog? Um, now, I'm, I presume the head, uh, Kieran's making a, a genitals reference. He's talking about a fat hog in the, in the sense that, you know, a, a large penis. And, and really, that's, that's as far as I'm aware, there are no kind of, you know, what do you call it? There's no scientific basis for these, you know, the ads you see on porn sites that doctors hate him, increase the size of your fat hog in three weeks. But I, if you're looking to fatten up, you know, your kuni kuni, which is a, a type of pig native to New Zealand, that or, or, you know, or whatever sort of other breeds of pig you might have, I think just really just feeding it, um, like anything else, feeding it. And that's not just a, a physical thing. If you want your emotions to feel stronger, you, you feed into them. And I'm sure that'll come up later on. But, you know, if you're feeling a lot of anger, the way that that increases is by feeding your anger and that's not always a good thing. Sometimes, sometimes you need to let it out. But Karen also goes on to ask a second question, which says, also, how can I find satisfaction in the everyday? And this is an interesting one because obviously this is something that a lot of people uh, struggle with. It's something that I've struggled with myself. And I remember a very specific moment. I was walking home from the supermarket and I was thinking about how... I, I had a trip coming up or something like that. And I remember thinking like, oh God, I wish I could just get through these mundane moments of my life where you know, I'm just walking home from the supermarket and, and I could, you know, like Adam Sandler and Click. There's a movie reference. So this is still a cult pop show podcast. But, you know, you could fast forward through all the mundane bits in your life and just get to the trip because um, up until that point, I guess I saw like, you know, life is these series of like uh, big holidays or like concerts and you've most people like generally you there's something you're kind of looking forward to but then I had the moment that I was like actually and this is gonna sound really pretentious I'm gonna sound pretentious a lot on this podcast probably but that something like walking home from the supermarket is like that is life and going on a holiday or meeting your idol those are the exceptions like not everyone gets to do those and it's I mean, I, I guess the answer is just to try to find satisfaction in those little moments. Try to find the beauty in things between the things you're excited for. I, I, I've always said I love the genre of movies, which is just like just people hanging out. And I I've, I love Boyhood, Richard Linklater's Boyhood. And I describe that as a movie where it's life with all the interesting parts taken out. And yeah, I, I think that if if life had no interesting parts as 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 we might call them you would you'd still be left with this thing that you have to deal with for you know potentially 80 years or, or even more and yeah you just have to find a way the other thing that I, I always find myself doing is um I remember 
again, I remember a specific moment in high school where I was talking to someone and they couldn't remember if something had happened in year 10 or 11, which is like what uh, fourth or fifth form. And I was in, I, and it's funny that I say this because I was in year 10 or 11 at the time. And I remember thinking like, I, uh, it's so clear to me right now where I'm at in life. It's insane to me that I would one day forget this, that I would one day forget everything about my surroundings. And so every now and then I think back to that moment, which obviously I don't have like a picture perfect memory of anymore because I don't remember what year I was in at school. But you you stop and you sort of take stock of your life and you just, you file that away. It's it's like tricking your brain into putting something really mundane into your important bits folder and saying, and, and even sometimes I have to do this like when I'm on a trip and I'm, you know, I'm in Japan and I'm on the subway and I'm going to... I'm on my way to uh, Hiroshima and you know I think oh when I get there it's kind of I'm gonna see you know the like whatever and but then it's like no actually I should enjoy like I'm seeing this this countryside for the first time and, and possibly the only time in my life and yeah really just take stock of those things yeah I, I guess try and take stock and try and trick your brain into putting mundane things in the important folder as uh, would be my advice to Karen um, Tim Artabo, or Watch Along Baron, has said, Got an eldritch horror in my fridge calling itself Zool. Don't ask long story involving a coconut, Pamela Anderson, and the Central American state of Guatemala. How do I deal with that? I'm going to quickly Google the word eldritch. It's one of those words that I kind of like, I see in context and it's like, and I kind of know, you know, I know if it's used in the right way or not, but I never actually know what it means. So what defines eldritch? Weird and sinister or ghostly? Well, I think there's only one name you should call, and that is the Ghostbusters. I paused before the punchline because I, I, I was trying to think if it's funnier to say Ghostbusters or something else. I paused after the punchline to take a sip of my delicious uh, eight-wired double-scoop stout. Hold the Molo has asked, how does one become a movie reviewer on the news? Now, this is a very interesting thing because in the last uh, three months of my life, I've started to do this for our, our national news channel. And so it's a, it's a place I've worked at for five years. It's five years in one month. And the whole time I've been working there at Television New Zealand or TVNZ, I, I've been frustrated that we, we seem to be one of the only newsrooms in the world that uh, doesn't have someone dedicated to entertainment it, it, and seemingly no one really that interested in entertainment. And I'll sort of go through my history a little bit here to get to how I got to this point because it, it does answer whole the Milo's question. So I started in a position called News Traffic, whereas actually I met um, Kieran, who I answered a question from earlier, and we worked together in that department for a wee while and... It's, it's such a hard job to describe and I always worried that it was this really non-transferable skill but it's you're dealing with like all the incoming footage into the newsroom you're dealing with so that's like ingesting cards but it's also you know setting up all those live crosses and, and things like that and it's a it's a very kind of technical role like you know if you've done it right or not and the, and the other good thing about it was that you could just leave at the end of the day and because the day's news is over there's nothing you don't take your work home with you you know and then after two years of that, I got I got to a point where I was like, I actually need this to be creatively satisfied in my, in my work life. And 
I moved into another position, a video content producer, just a fancy name for editor. Um, so I was editing the news and I was sort of, and it's, it's a little already a little bit more creative. A lot of it's very kind of stock standard uh, and there's, there's patterns and formats to everything, but yeah, yeah, I did get to work on some of my own projects and stuff like that. So I did that for 18 months. And then at the end of 2019, uh, no, sorry, end of 2020, start of 2021, I moved into a new role, which, and I say new role, not just for me, like for the company, this this role was created. And um, there's only two people in that, that have this role and it's called camera journalist. And uh, a lot of, uh, there's the term video journalist, which is like a reporter who kind of shoots their own stuff. And it was kind of like that. Normally a video journalist is based outside of a main center. So, you know, they'll be in a small town um, somewhere in the, the North or South Island and they'll film their own stories and they cut them. So they do, do everything. It's, it's quite a, it can, can be quite a rewarding job. And so the idea for the camera journalist, I think, was that it'll be this role where you're doing that kind of thing, but it's more camera focused and more shooting for other people than it is um, doing your own stories. But there was always the option there. And... Uh, my boss, the, one of the very first conversations I had with him was about the role was you, you've you opened up a bunch of new paths and you can make this role whatever you want it to be. You, like this is, you're the first person to ever have this job. You get to define what it is. And so after, you know, sort of just, uh, we went, uh, we had a very long lockdown last year and I got you know pretty fucking depressed during that as, as has been well documented on this podcast. And I sort of just became like, look, I'm just going to be a fucking camera operator. I don't have time to bother doing my own things. And I mean, because of that, because I was just mainly focusing on camera, I got the opportunity to go to China early in the year. I was filming for the Winter Paralympics. And then I I sort of got a little burnt out. Like, and coming back, because it was that thing that I talked about earlier, that I had this trip, um, you know, planned for so long. And then there was like all this shenanigans getting there. And then now that it was finally over, I had to really take stock of my life again and be like, okay, well, what do I actually want to do? And the thing that I really thought about is, have I been putting my dreams into the box of what I can achieve at this company? And what are my actual dreams? And this is this is like great advice for any job where you're, where you're not you know sure. Is that like, think about your what you would do if money was no object, you know, you could, you could literally, if you won the lottery, what would you be doing? And then you think about like on essentially on the current, like a somewhat realistic career path, what could you be doing in 10 years that would actually make you happy? And then think about, okay, well in the job you're at at the moment, what's the best position you could hold or, and you know, in, in a year's time, like not even, not even that serious. And I was thinking about that, like none of these, I realized that none of these goals matched up with each other. And I was like, I, I really got to the point where I was, I was thinking about leaving or sort of creating, making an exit path for myself. And then one day I, I had seen an advanced screening of uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent starring Nicolas Cage. And that same day or like, or just the day after I'd seen it, um, which it was just like, you know, just one of these screenings. Sometimes they screen movies a week in advance to the public and I, you know, wanted to see it. So I bought a ticket and yeah, I, I, at the same day I saw, I, I spoke to people in the, in the newsroom and um, there's a lot of like music buffs in the newsroom, especially like one that was a close friend of mine who's now left. And so she was quite happy to sort of 
give over her music context. So I reached out to a bunch of them, said like, hey, keen to do stories with some musicians. Uh, I'd met this person before. So she was like, yeah, yeah, I remember you. That's awesome. Um, Lined some stuff up. And then I thought, you know, what can I do that's more kind of immediate? And I... Yeah, literally, I, I I spoke to the person who was lining up the late news and said, have you heard about this Nicolas Cage movie? He's, he's kind of a, a movie guy. I've spoken to him about movies before. He And this was a guy who was filling in for for the normal person. And yeah, I told him the, the plot of the movie. And, and I think it was this perfect storm that Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent was the, the perfect one to lead him with. And... So would you be interested on just a track about it? And, you know, I can I can sort of add in, add in my thoughts. And he said, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, let's try it. And I did it and I had a few people come up to me and say, hey, I saw that thing you did on the late news last night. That was really cool. We should be doing more of that. And then when the the person who was in charge of, normally in charge of late news came back the following week, I said, hey, I did this thing last week. Let me know what you think of it. And she had a look. She thought it was great. She said, would you want to do another one? And I said, I will do one of these every single week if you will play them. And I've done that. I mean, I went on holiday for, for one week. But other than that, I've delivered one of these every single week. And now, you know, the, the opportunities, like I, I had someone approach me wanting me to do a story about their um, about the New Zealand International Film Festival coming up. And that was like, you know, one of the, one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. Someone saw my work and thought, I want that person. I, you know, I need this person to, to do that, um, to, to help bring this to light. And so it is this weird thing where I've taken an incredibly long path to get to the stage I'm at at the moment. And right now I would say, honestly, like I am the most creatively and like professionally fulfilled I have ever been in my career. And really what it boils down to is that I just went and did it. Like I, I mean, I obviously like I asked for permission to do this, but I waited my time and I, I was just, you know, you just have to be courteous. You have to I established myself people knew me as like the movie buff at work and so you know when I said hey I want to do this thing about a movie they thought well you know Richard knows this shit so uh yeah I mean if you are genuinely wondering how to how how to become a movie reviewer on the news uh there are you know there are look for like lifestyle and entertainment roles because those are kind of open like a lot of them tend to end up being like you know they'll they'll sell you something big and they'll end up being like a celebrity gossip column but you know if you can get into a role like that even at a newspaper or well, you know not necessarily a newspaper but like a, a print journalism place um that would really open you up and it's about building those connections and trying to get on those lists for um for for junkets and media screenings and movie premieres yeah, so that is my life story uh Vinny redux says hey richard I have a crush on this one girl and I just want to confess my feelings to her. My only problem is that she's currently in a coma in a hospital after a traumatic experience. I know I should wait until she is discharged, but I can't. My feelings for her feel like they could burst at any moment. If I don't take matters into my own hands, I don't think anyone, anything will come from it. What should I do? Also, my dad is an asshole, but there isn't a character limit large enough to cover why. Sincerely, Twitchy in Tokyo 3. Now, I would say, I, I, I'm not sure what you should do. Well, before you do, you should wait for her to wake up from her coma before you do anything. And I can tell you what you shouldn't do, but I don't want to say it on the podcast. The Evangelion fans out there, you guys know <laughs> what he uh, what he shouldn't do. And if you're not an Evangelion fan, put on End of Evangelion. Watch the first minute of it, and you will see what you should not do when your attractive friend who you have a crush on is in a coma. 
uh it's what you think so yeah don't do that skippy williamson says hey hey richard I need help choosing what movies to watch. Maybe you could help. I have over 600 titles on my watch list. That's really impressive. For That's that, that's movies wanting to watch for um, for people that don't use Letterboxd. Uh, for reference, I've only seen approximately 1,000 plus films in my whole lifetime. Although I've been rapidly increasing my watching in recent years, it will still take years for me to get through them all. Here's a link to my watch list. I'll do that now. Do you think you could give me your top five recommendations from the list? If you can filter by what you've watched, I'll be curious to see how many there are. Perhaps try to pick at least a couple somewhat obscure titles. And as a bonus, I have a tradition of watching an epic feeling movie on New Year's Eve. And I'm wondering if I'm a planner. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess we're in the second half of the year now. What I should watch this year. So previous examples are Infinity War, Reservoir Dogs, Fellowship of the Ring, and Shawshank Redemption. Let me know if any of your picks would fit the bill. It's interesting. Um, Reservoir Dogs is an interesting one to to have in that, that collection that's like famously kind of small film but i get what you mean that it's like this epic introduce the world to quentin tarantino it's probably still one of my favorite tarantino films although i will always defend that inglorious bastards is his best film by a country mile so uh yeah let's have a look at being close to the watch list i'm going to need to sign in so i can do um sort by scene films um but yeah, no, a thousand plus movies in your lifetime. That's that's impressive. It's I always I always feel self conscious about how many films I've seen. But I think on uh, when I go on Letterbox, like uh, I've seen where are my stats? It's it's rapidly. It's about ten away from oh yeah, nineteen ninety. I've seen one thousand nine hundred ninety one films according to the Letterbox. Some of those are short films. Some of them are episode of Black Mirror things like that. But um, yeah, fun stuff. And uh, Letterbox will not let me upload update my like twitter handle that it's it's got logged in it still says richard ravioli and everyone knows i changed it to richard martin nz because i'm trying to build my profile um where is the fucking connections twitter okay i guess i'll just disconnect my twitter account sorry ben i will get to your question but people love to uh to hear me just google shit authorize app to use twitter yes oh that was easy okay well that thing i complained about not very hard. Just disconnect and then reconnect. So, sort of by average uh, rating. So let's um, for fade watch films. Um, oh, it's not giving me like a list of like or telling me how many I have seen. But I can tell you on the first page I've seen uh, maybe a third. Um, and I'm gonna see. Actually, let's go sort by. sort by my rating highest first okay so i've seen one well how many is how many is that better? seven by four so that's what, 28 um on the first page okay on this first page i would definitely recommend i would recommend binging the rocky series i see you've got rocky and creed on here I, when i first watched the rocky series it was because I wanted to watch Creed. I'd heard such good things about Creed, and then I just fell in love with it. You've also oh, you've got some really good films on here, Ben. Um, when Marnie was there, I fucking love that film. It's a it's a Studio Ghibli film. It was the first one before they went on a break, and well, I mean now they're back with you know um, Miyazaki's got another film, and then they did that three D animated one, one, which I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, when Marnie was there, underrated underrated film. Uh, Twelve Angry Men is one of the greatest films ever made uh, and i stand by that uh big fish one of my favorite movies of all time uh what else have we got on to page two and so another 28 that i've seen uh what do we got here what do we got here you haven't seen the terminator i mean i haven't seen the terminator for a long time either but it's worth getting through terminator just to see terminator 2 because terminator 2 fucking rocks it's, it's such a good film uh what else have we got on here 
Uh, five centimeters per second, really good film. Uh, Jackie, incredible performance from. It's 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 one of those things. It's like it's like it's an all right film, but my god, Natalie Portman is incredible in that film. And it's one of those ones where you're like, that's kind of a weird voice. I'm starting to speed up. I can feel it. You're like, that's kind of a weird voice. And then you listen to Jackie Kennedy's real voice, and you're like, hot damn. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go through the pages. Oh, so now, uh, so I've seen 28 plus 28 is 56 plus another 14. So what? It's 70 of your films. Um, for some reason, I've, oh. Uh, okay, so yeah, what else is on here? I think the Godfather trilogy is pretty, uh, pretty important. Bicentennial Man worth checking out because the Sam Neill's character, who is a Kiwi, uh, his his name in that film is Richard Martin, which uh, I've always found fun. Now, looking through this for what could be your epic film to enter New Year, so I'll, yeah, I've given you I've roughly five picks. I think I would say. Oh, dude, good Fright Night. Fright Night 2011, man. What a sick film. <laughs> That's freaking sick. And like, if you are genuinely looking for like, well, you know, an epic New Year's film, uh, I see you've got the Godfather trilogy on here and that would be great. Uh, and also, yeah, Scream as well. I didn't see before, but... Uh, well documented that that's one of my favorite films now but yeah the, the godfather trilogy could be one to do you know that with that weird week between uh christmas and new year's where it feels like time and days of the week mean nothing maybe you could do the the godfather trilogy then unless you have like a, a whole thing about you know finishing it at midnight or doing one of those the countdowns where it's like if you watch it if you start it at this time it'll end at exactly midnight because you probably don't want to like your final thing although maybe if you watch the godfather coda the 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 re um the re-edit that that coppola did that it's supposed to be a little bit better but doesn't fix the film you might get um a more satisfying indie and you could time it so that um it, it's not a spoiler for <laughs> i mean it is a spoiler but it's also the title for godfather coda the death of michael corleone that you could time it so the death of michael corleone happens at midnight, well, that could be fun. Uh, and watch the whole trilogy. I mean, that doesn't get more epic than watching three of the longest fucking movies. Uh, they're not, I mean, Lord of the Rings, which you did, uh, is they're really long. So, uh, my name is Craig says, Hey, Richard, I really struggle to remember the names of the world's rainforests apart from the Amazon. Any tips? This is a reference to uh, Craig and I did a pub quiz, which I can't remember if I updated you guys on, but the pub quiz Craig and I did together, uh, we. Um, where I go back to the the Harry Potter episode uh, to hear the whole story, but we we won. We went back and we won, and we didn't have any points deducted. So there was a, it was like, what's the second largest um, rainforest in the world? And we just had no idea. It was like I couldn't even I couldn't name you a single other rainforest. Uh, if who who out there can name what it is? Uh, it's the Congo Congo rainforest. And looking at the, it's like literally like. The, the Amazon rainforest makes up 50% of like all rainforests. And then the Congo is like 10%. So that that's the kind of number we're dealing with. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that's, a, that's the, that shameful. But also if we, there's like Australasia, Sunderland, Indo-Burma. I guess we got that. Uh, loading dot 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 has asked, "Hey Richard, how has Barbie changed your life for the better?" This is actually an interesting question because I mean, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast. But like, I I love being an expert in, and I wouldn't even call myself an expert actually, but like knowing these really obscure franchises, and it's funny as well now. Like like um, my work gets a lot of just sort of you know like twenty year old just graduating um, girls uh, coming out of 
uh you know ha- having studied and it's it, it is I, I i love talking to them about barbie films and they're like oh my god i grew up with them and then flipping the script and it's like i know more about them than you do um and you know it's, it, it sounds like i'm just you know bragging about knowing stuff which i am but i do yeah i i love having these like obscure knowledges of things or when someone makes a joke about godzilla being like oh actually you know that's that's probably a re- that, that's actually reference to this and there's, there's some great stuff in those barbie movies there's some great stuff in those godzilla movies and like all these sort of big franchises that it's it's so funny to be able to it's so funny to me to be able to to reference those things and like 90 percent of the jokes i make are just for myself and i think people don't get that enough uh some some of my favorite ones that you can try out for yourself i think i've said this on the podcast before but when, when you ask them what the time is and they say oh it's five uh you go o'clock like you want to clarify if they mean five o'clock and the, and the thing the funny thing is they will go yeah because in their mind you've you, you've asked a question like am or pm which you know would warrant clarification sometimes. I mean, most of the time you can tell if it's morning or night, but the so it's this funny thing, and you know because they're just going to walk away from that thinking, oh yeah, they just asked a clock. I clarified it. It, it. Simple interaction, but no, no, it was a weird interaction. You made it weird, and uh, they don't know. Scotty can open doors now. Says, "Hey, strong bad, can you draw a dragon? I want to see your skills of an artist." Which is a reference to I'm sorry, which is something I grew up on. And if you didn't, you absolutely missed out. I created a wine glass for my fucking. It's got some fucking bullshit in it. it my stubby little fingers can't reach to clean out the, the bottom of the wine glass. <sighs> Finally, I had a bit of dishwasher, and I think dishwashers will come up later on. So I'm gonna um. It's going to run and get another wine glass. Sorry, AJ, you can cut this out. You can fucking add a little addendum if you want. Actually, don't. Yeah, got to gotta have a clean glass when you're drinking mead. A drink which I'm only trying because there's a, one of my favorite TikToks. I'll, I'll, I'll find the account later. I may as well find the account. But this guy, it's like fringe guy wants to talk. It is like the sketch and it's just kind of a weird dude um and he says doth my leash need more mead and it's really funny almost friday.tv uh, fringe guy sketches they're very funny oh, fuck they rushed up and down the stairs and now i'm out of breath and now i can't open the bottle there we go Whew. all right mead oh that is an interesting smell so if you don't know what mead is according to the um to the back of the bottle it's it's a like a wine um fermented with honey instead of grapes so discover the luscious floral honey and citrus nuances of mead and then break it's honey wine mm. Mm. goes good with uh savor this wine with meals that call for a sweeter sauce you need like duck honey glazed lamb pork with cranberry or oriental dishes pouring my first of it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
glass I've made. It's a lovely, like, it's a lovely color. It's a, it almost looks like, um, like a very light kind of scotch or whiskey. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I didn't really finish the strawberry thing. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to, whew, what a great cartoon. It was like a web series and this guy would answer strong bad who was like a, wear, wear a Mexican wrestler mask and boxing gloves. He would, um, he would answer emails and similar to what I'm doing now. And he, the most famous kind of one of that is he, he drew a dragon named the dragon trog towards a very good episode. I would recommend checking it out. So here we go. Mead. It's a very smooth. Oh my God. That is, oh, that is sweet. That is very sweet. I mean, I, I, yeah, fucking hell. It's, it's like, it's like a syrup consistency. Any mead fans in the, um, in the, drop an F in the chat. If you like mead, the F stands for fucking love mead. Yeah, no, that's a, a really interesting flavor. I, um, I want to talk to other mead fans about mead. Hmm. A term until which, for which tonight I thought only meant just generic fancy alcohol from the from olden days and our next uh caller hitty school musicals is hi richard i mean this is this has nine heart reacts and eight um uh what do you call it uh oscar reacts so very popular comment i went to this really lame new year's eve party on a family holiday and they made me do karaoke tbh i kind of felt put on the spot but when i started singing i realized I'm actually a really good singer and the girl I was singing with was really good too and she was hot so I asked for her number and she put my number on her phone and then she just ran off. I couldn't stop thinking about her and I don't know, just thinking about singing and stuff. Anyway, I went back to school after the holiday and she was there at the same school. Basically, she'd move schools. I couldn't believe it. We ended up auditioning for the school play and everyone at school just went nuts because singing is like not the sort of thing I normally do. I'm actually the main guy on the basketball team. But it's so much pressure because my dad is the coach and he really wants me to do basketball. But the hot girl wants me to be in the play with her. I love basketball. But now I also love musical theater. I was going to go to college to do basketball, but now I might change to do musical theater. But then I'd be letting my dad down. How do I choose between basketball and musical theater? Well, Hedy, this is a really good question. And I can see why I've got so many heart and Oscar reacts. I think what you should do, and I want to try this relate this back to films because this is a film podcast after all. But there's a little film out there which uh, might help you out. You might see a lot of yourself in it. It's called Grease. Um, yeah, the, the plot beats are really similar to what you're going through. Um, and I think what Grease taught us is that you can sing your problems away. And I think that, like, genuinely, even outside of this, I think singing, even just lip sync, I fucking love lip syncing, just, like, having a good, like, rock out. And, the, like, that, that's how I really, like, de-stress so I reckon sing your your cares away and see if there is a good school that has both uh, a good college, I should say. This hitty sounds American. Ugh. Drop an F in the chat, boys who love mead. Mm. <sighs> Chugging the mead. Um Yeah, they Yeah, see if you can find a school that has as both. I mean, I don't know how American school works. I, I think you just have like basketball schools, but maybe. Bless my dog. Redux says, hey, Richard, I used to have an uncle named Richard. I so frequently get told, like, you know, like um, people ask about, you know, like, well, like what's, you know, what do people say about your name and, and all this stuff? And like, I used to obviously get like about dick and stuff like that. Like people would ask me if my name 
met Dick. The thing I get more than anything else is, oh, my dad's name is Richard. So yeah, it's I'm a young Richard, but not for long. I'm the the I'm being withered away by um father time so yeah i've lost my dog says i used to have an uncle rich named richard but unfortunately he passed away from cancer a few years back sorry to hear that it sounded sarcastic but i'm sorry to hear that uh, a few months before he died i asked him a question in response he stared at me blankly and responded in a very serious tone no one has ever said that to me so now i will ask you another richard the question i once bequeathed to my dear late uncle now spoiler mark this and i haven't read it yet so <laughs> <laughs> he says has anyone in your life ever referred to you as dick uh if so how did you feel about it do you feel that it's unquestionably another spoiler mark the worst nickname for people named richard or is there something worse thanks well i mean i'm glad i brought that up then but um so i feel for fucking you like i grew up hating my name and like in in, in primary school so many people would ask me if my if i know my name means dick and the thing is it's like it's one thing to say, ha your name means dick. It's another one to ask me if I fucking know that. Of course I do. I, I go to I go to primary school or whatever, grade school like, you know, in America. And kids are cruel. Kids, kids are dicks. And yeah, no pun intended. Um, but in terms of, I, I've kind of been, I, <laughs> I, I've, I always like throughout high school, I always, like if I came up with a nickname for someone, somehow it would just stick. I don't know why. But then... People would always say, oh, I'm going to start calling you X, Y, Z. And it's like, I'm just not going to answer to that if you call me that. <laughs> like, and so I've never really had a nickname stick for me. I, in, in my life, I've had a handful of people call me call me Rich. And uh, nowadays, if I'm signing off an email, I will say, I'll just say cheers, Rich, at, at the end of it. Especially if it's like second or third email in. Um, and But no one's ever like really committed to only calling me dick there's a guy at work who's like a quite a well-respected journalist who calls me dicko or cocko and but it's like he, he's a sports journalist and if you live in new zealand it's andrew savile but he um i, I don't know it's one of those things it's, it's, it's very much a term of endearment from him kind of thing and I, I i these days i don't really have a problem with it i have a problem with when people still ask me hey did you know your name means dick and like that's the thing that that really grinds my gears because it's like oh congratulations you're as smart as the children in my primary school. Um, I, I I have also kind of in the same way that I've sort of started to just really embrace being called Rich. I um yeah I'm sort of I'm, I'm trying to climb back Dick you know I, I like Dick Martin it's like not that bad of a name I like yeah uh so yeah I mean it's I, I yeah it's 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 obviously dated just the idea of, of abbreviating a name to dick but it's something that i think you know we'll we can all grow out of um uh luke said that was weirdly close to the question they were forming in their mind uh was the coin rigged josh says hey richard my podcast host is sick this week and i am unsure what to do should i do an impromptu q a should i use the archive and make a soundboard of him and fake his responses well don't do that i think the impromptu q a is a good idea and uh uh mead boys you know who you are let me know if uh, if this was a good idea. And mead girls, everyone, anyone who likes mead or has, has had mead and wants to le- leave their thoughts on mead, you can know where to do it. <sighs> Enjoy the Discord if you're not in there already. Luke says, Richard, how do I soft boil an egg? I'm I'm just I'm just straight up going to Google this. I've never been good at boiling. I can I can tell you how to boil the fuck out of an egg and you just leave it in there, and and then it 
does cooking time for softball league is three or four minutes the thing though is that do you put it in cold water and bring it to the boil now you want it in a rolling boil not cold, not refrigerated eggs and then drop them in it's um yeah i haven't boiled eggs are one of those things i like i see a boiled egg and i think gross but then if i eat a boiled egg i'm like that's that's fat Was the coin rig josh says richard how many pairs of shorts and pants should i own i only have two pairs of shorts right now it feels like too few i have exactly one pair of pants <laughs> uh I, I i think at a stretch i could well i i, I have two pairs of pants but i only really wear one and uh shorts i think i have a couple like i have lounging around the house shorts i have like quite comfortable like basketball shorts i guess you'd call them and some that i wouldn't necessarily wear out of the house some of them don't have pockets and stuff like that so they're not really convenient um but yeah uh the the big one for me though is shoes i have i never have any fucking shoes my my shoes at the moment my like my go-to shoes i because i do i have one pair of shoes and i wear it until they're destroyed and then i buy another pair of shoes it's something that i've I've never really gotten to the point where I've invested that much. I, I I need what I need is like three or four like good pairs of shoes that I can rotate and then they'll all all last a lot longer. And a bit more cheese added. I was going to ask the correct number of socks once you're done. I um I yeah I have a lot of socks and what like if if you if you're just starting your own sock collection for some reason, or you want us to restart your Scott collection, I would say just go out and buy 10 pairs of the same white socks, 10 pairs of the same black socks, and just have that. Like I have so many like quirky pattern socks and I, and I do love them and I have like my favorite ones and they, they, they all feel slightly different as well. So sometimes I don't feel that one, but a lot of them have holes in them as well. And I always forget that my job involves going into people's houses a lot. And then I have to take my shoes off and one of my, big toes is just sticking right the fuck out and so yeah i um <laughs> yeah so socks i would i would stick to plain maybe a few pairs but also there's the the fun thing that if you have 10 pairs of white socks and 10 pairs of black socks uh if you pick up three socks no matter what you have a pair right there in the dark in there if you would pick yeah yeah it's it's an old it's not riddle look it up um was kind of josh again asks also a good question i'm referring to a bit more cheese's edition richard my favorite podcast host may have rigged a coin flip to get the outcome he wanted should i confront him about on discord now i'm going to i'm going to not play along here and i'm going to just break the veneer i think what was the coin rigged josh is referring to me here uh judging by the the name uh was the coin rigged it's clearly something that he is actually passionate about but uh, I'm very flattered that you'd call me your favorite podcast host. That's um, that's incredible. I, I always I always feel like I'm very much the uh, the the second fiddle. So it's good. It's fun that it's like because there's there's two episodes now that I've recorded by because I did the 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 um, continue the franchise greatest hits at the start of last year. So it's like this weird thing like Malcolm in the Middle who like we're like Reese and Hal I think are the only characters who appear in every episode. Like not even Malcolm. I know I'm not on the first episode. There's an episode that uh rowan uh did uh, rowan and aj did without me but i i think if you were to go back through every episode of the cop popture podcast i'm in more episodes than aj which i i find weird so i don't know how you guys feel about it um but i'm gonna be honest i think it would have been funnier to learn fantastic beasts so if i were to have rigged it we would not be covering jurassic park so yeah 
<laughs> sorry, sorry to be a busker. Um, was Josh, uh, was the coin break Josh also uh, photoshopped solo a Richard Martin podcast, uh, which is very fun. Um, and I can't remember what the photo he used uh, for that is from uh, of me. Luke says, hi, Richard. How do you go to the beach by yourself without worrying someone will steal your stuff? Uh, for, speaking from personal experience, I hate the beach. I don't like going to the beach. Uh, which is like, I could I could lose my citizenship in New Zealand if, if that got out. And yeah, the, I think I think what you, what you would do, like, I can't imagine why you'd ever go to the beach by yourself personally, but there's certain things you can do. There's a lot of stuff um, about like, you know, burying things inside other things and making things look unappealing, which you shouldn't have to do. But I mean, as much as you can, always keep an eye on your gear, like never get out of sight of whatever you're leaving back on the beach. And I mean, if, if you can, if you like, if you, uh, bra- I mean, I you know, generally probably wouldn't be brave enough, but if there's like a family, they'd be like, hey, could, would you mind if I just leave my stuff next to you guys? And it's not even like, can you keep an eye on it? It's like, someone's not going to come steal it if it's right next to you, you know? Because if, if you're just like, hey, do you mind if I leave my stuff here? That They don't feel the same kind of responsibility. Whereas like, if, if you were like, hey, can you look after my stuff? But speak friendly to people. Is, is, I mean, that's that's um, really my biggest um, advice for life. Greg from the Kingdom of Sleep says, hi, Richard. I wanted to watch a movie with my partner that she hadn't seen in a long time and we agreed to make time for it. Soon after we discussed it, I saw her watching the movie on Discord with her internet and friends. Friends have said, so do I leave her now? What? Uh, that actually, that really <laughs> that really grinds my gears. Uh, my my partner um, is quite bad at watching stuff without me. In her defense, I'm quite bad at watching stuff. So, you know, I'll be like, no, I really want to watch this TV show um, or whatever. And then... It'll be a, a week or two will pass. And like, oh, should we check out the first episode? And she's already watched the whole thing. So I haven't left her yet. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it, it, that is that is a bummer. And like, it, like honestly, like if you just say like, because I think a, lo- a lot of times that, you know, people, people don't realize, and this is, we're all guilty of this, but we don't realize how much things actually mean to other people. So you know, for, for for your partner, it might have just been like, oh, yeah, we sort of said we'd do this. But Greg, you might have thought that this was like, you know, you, you, you planned a date with your partner. And I think just just be honest and say, hey, you know, like, I'm, I'm really bummed that you watched that. Um, it was like I, I, I was really excited to do that together. And I mean, yeah, communication is just that in any relationship is, is the key. And being honest with your feelings. There's times when, um, you know, we go through a rough patch or like, or it's, you know, one of us has done something that upsets the other one. And you just say like, I, I'm sorry. I like, I just need to be upset with you for a little bit. And it's like, you know, or I, I, I will just go off to the bedroom or I'll, I'll put on a movie. I'll start playing a game. And it's like, yes. Yeah, so, so do you mind if I just sort of, you know, uh, blow off some steam by myself a little bit in 15 minutes time, I'm going to have forgotten about this, but just, you know, just, just be honest. And if you hold on to resentment, it's only going to get worse because you're feeding it. It's like what I said at the start, you're feeding the anger. Uh, Dan on the bus goes around and around, says, dear Richard. And then this is spoiler marks. says, I don't have a question. Just wanted to thank you for doing this and for your, your podcasts. You're an excellent host and a wonderful person. And it's great to see you find success. That is very, 
kind Dan. That is very sweet. And you know what? I needed to hear that. Um, it has six AJ reacts, which is <laughs> which is very fun. Uh, but that really that truly means a lot, Dan. Thank you very much. Zek, regrettably from England, from England, not a great time to be from England, says, uh, Richard, I severely want to ask a question, but every time I write something, I'm faced with crippling anxiety. Any help? Also, what's the meaning of meaning life? 42 is the meaning of life. Um, being faced with crippling anxiety, every time you write something is like, you just got to, it's trust your instincts, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. And you want to, especially if you know if, if if you're doing something like that where you're regularly putting yourself out there, you want to, you want to be the kind of person who encourages other people when they put themselves out there, and then hopefully it'll be reciprocated. But then you also have the worry of looking like someone who doesn't need reassurance. I, for example, need constant reassurance. So that's why Dan's uh, <laughs> Dan's comment is going to get me through the rest of this podcast, and. Uh, but I, I act like I don't need it, but I do. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, just trust your instincts and uh, do unto others as you would do uh, and to do unto do yourself. Mike Noise says, "Hey Richard, my friend has an upcoming advice column type podcast, and I'm having trouble thinking of a question. Could you give me a couple of good suggestions of questions I might ask him? Thanks." Why don't you just fucking blow smoke as slow <laughs> smoke up his ass like Dan did? I so far, I, I really um. Ben's uh Ben Close, who was Skippy Williamson, the the watch list, I think that was that was great. The the movie review, I enjoyed telling you guys that story. And the yeah, I think just th- those are good. I mean, anything that, that gets them gets them thinking or and it's, it's you know, you know, like doing if you if you see it as like an interview, it's like everyone has their, their dozens of stories. So just, you know, just ask something that you know is gonna set off that story. Uh, Zek says no way my friend's doing that too can I get some advice as well well you just, you just got it Brie from Michigan says how many times can slash should you wear jeans before washing them I always wore them once before sitting through the wash like I do with all clothing but then friends said that you're supposed to wear them multiple times before washing and I never even considered that as an option thanks this is St. <laughs> Lucas said it's, it's a real argument that happens with me and Amanda um, and then oh, my wife emoji uh, Micah said I never wash my jeans unless they get really dirty like muddy or something uh yeah that that's a i'm i i i'm sorry i'm 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 siding with mike here i and this is gross because i've already admitted to only really owning one pair of pants i wear my jeans every day every day and then it gets to a point where they will start to smell and then i will think fuck i've got to wash these and then i get stuck in a situation where i've got no other pants to wear and Someone, I think, uh, I think later down, people started replying to this. Oh yeah, Rachel said. Rachel, where the collective said, "Hey, Richard, following up on the other jeans question, what are your thoughts on washing jeans in the ocean?" Luke said, "What?" And Dan said, "A denim. What about putting denim jeans in the freezer?" And people, people, this is this is blowing up. So, I've never heard about washing jeans in the ocean. I'm gonna gonna Google that, see if I get any results. But the freezing jeans thing is interesting. Uh, huh? Yeah, apparently it is. It is a real thing. Um, oh, it's supposed to like give you a good fade. Sea washing your jeans, but it's uh, supposedly a myth. So, I, 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 I'm, I'm fascinated by that. I mean, maybe, I know Rachel lives in Hawaii, so I wonder if this is more of like a when your entire. I mean, New Zealand's very beach heavy as well, but when you know, I'm sure in Hawaii you can't get too far away from a beach. In New Zealand, I don't think you can get more than two hours away from a beach. Hmm. 
but the the freezer thing is interesting because that's not like because it, it kills the bacteria you know supposedly and I have noticed there have been times when I've noticed my jeans start to smell a bit sweaty or whatever. I chuck them in the freezer overnight just to sort of try it, and they don't smell. But then the smell comes back in like three days. And I'm not talking about like you know they're reeking. I'm talking about like Jess is lying with her head in my lap or something like that, <laughs> and she's going, "These jeans smell like dick." But um, and by that she means I sound like Richard, my musk, my natural musk. Drop an F. Um, Drop it, drop an M for Musk and Mead. Mead fans. Mm. Drip, take a sip of Mead every time I say Mead. Oh, fuck, that's two. Uh, Cheese said, Dear Richard, how do you feel about the Die Hard franchise? <sighs> Betrayed. Scotland down. Uh, Vola Sharker said, How do I ask better questions? I think you've answered your own question there. Oh, damn. Uh, Lucas said, how does one get a healthy perspective? Which I think actually ties into, I'm going to come because I, I sort of answered that with like Kieran's question right at the top, but there's another one that's going to sort of tie to that as well. So I'll come back to that. Vinny Redux said, where do babies come from? Uh, I don't know. Ask your mum. Oh, 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 <laughs> cheese asks, when do our questions have to be in by right now? Because I'm recording the episode. My name is Craig. Hey, Richard. A good friend of mine had an embarrassing experience where they soiled themselves at a party before leaving. They're in denial about the entire thing, and I'm worried that they won't be able to move on from it until they accept that it happened. Any advice? I think that... Again, XOXO, Craig. Hugs and kisses. So, I would say, Craig, you're really just going to have to confront your friend, maybe on a public Discord forum, and just say, look let's call the friend aj look aj i know that you soiled yourself and then left a party we're not here to judge you i think make that really that really clear that you're not the it's this isn't a judgment thing it's more about it it's a seeking help thing arrange arrange the chairs in a semicircle as well that always works scotty can open doors now says when stacking cutlery in the dishwasher do you stack stack it pointy side up or down this is such a fucking pet peeve of mine Pointy side down. I've cut myself before when someone put a knife sticking out. I, I, it's insane to me that you wouldn't put it pointy side down. Also, do you leave the door open when done to dry the dishes? That's something I, not something I'd heard before, but I would say generally speaking, I I don't need, I never really need something immediately out of the dishwasher. It's usually that I'll um, put it on overnight and then, you know, I'll finish overnight. And so it's kind of done by the morning. Do you turn it off when it's done cleaning so others know not to put dirty dishes in? No, I, no. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't say. I mean, it just it usually just turns off. I think. Or do you run a post at night type situation? Uh, no, I mean it's just 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 me and my partner in my flat. So there's uh, yeah, no. It's like you can tell if it's empty or clean in there. Uh, pods or powder? Uh, generally pods these days. I would say if pods, then do you lose less use less eco friendly ones so they actually clean the dishes, thus saving you water by not having to clean twice. Yeah, the the ones with the I don't know if this is American thing as well, but the Powerball is fucking like gives such a nice shine. And I lived in a place without a dishwasher for a year, and I fucking hated it because like it was like nothing was ever actually clean. And now I have nice shiny mead glasses for my mead. Oh, that's good mead. Um. Also, are you aware that most dishwashers have a hidden function where you can raise and lower the height of the top tray? Love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm going to 
test that myself. My my current one, the the tray, um, the height difference between the two trays is less than the width of our plates. So I have to put the plates like folded, not not folded over, but leaning, uh, which is really annoying. So Ryan from Florida, this is the question that links up to uh, Luke's question earlier about getting a healthy perspective. Hey Richard, what is your best advice with escaping burnout slash feeling like you're in a rut? I work a nine to five and I don't feel like I spend any of my time free time productively, mainly because I work a computer slash desk job all day and when I get home, being uh, at my computer is the last thing I want to do. I've kind of just been coasting on autopilot for the last year plus, and it's feeling hard to escape it. I could use some advice on better ways to be productive and better myself. Um, this, is, this is a great question, and this is something that so many people struggle with, and you know, myself included. And speaking about like the roles of, I talked about the start that I've held at my job. I remember when I was in Newstrip, which was a very like at the time it was exactly what I what I needed. That it was like a job I could come in and leave at at work and um and not take home with me, you know, emotionally. But I still had the podcast as a creative outlet, and it was so important to me that I I I still felt like I was being fulfilled creatively. And then it got to the point where I was like, I actually need this creativity in my work life as well. And so I guess. Like part of this, like feeling like you're in a rut, is really ident- like trying really hard to to identify what it is that's actually making you feel like you're trapped in a rut. You know, like I I spoke about this already, but like when I got back from China, I felt really, really like burnt out and like I was in a rut. And and taking stock of your life and really trying to get to the core of what do you actually want? Which is such, it's actually such a hard question to answer. And the like the different types of goals or like different types of what you would be doing if your life was at different places, that is such a good way to to, to work out what it is you want. And, you know, because some people it's like, oh, I just want to travel. And it's like, okay, well, you know, go on little holidays, just, you know, it's somewhere that's, an, I mean, uh, Ryan lives in Florida. I'm, I don't know much about how it long to take, but you know, just just go across state lines and stay for a weekend or something like that. And these are still trips. And then, you know, you can do them for pretty cheap with with just by yourself or with a partner. And then save up for for things. And then every time you're, you know, you you've always got something to look forward to like that. And it sort of it breaks up that like feeling like you're in a rut because you. You feel like you know something's coming, and you always kind of feel like the rut's coming to an end. I, I mean, it, it sort of <laughs> conflicts a little bit with what I said at the start about finding the the joy and the mundanity of, of life. I mean, and that, that is still good advice for escaping burnout. But yeah, I mean, really, just try and take stock of life. The other thing I would absolutely recommend: antidepressants, SSRIs. Um, yeah, coincidentally, I I started taking antidepressants the same day that I did my first movie review, so it was actually like, I mean, it's clearly coincidence, but I, you know, people asked how it's going, and it's like, well, my life also just got way better at the time I started taking them. So, um, yeah, it's 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 hard to say, you know, if it's a self fulfilling thing or if it was like they they assist each other, but I would say, yeah, just being a and also being able to accept opportunities when they come um because you know six months ago i would have 
I don't think I would have, I would be where I am now in my career because I, I would have doubted myself. And I still, I still do doubt myself, but I just also just have to do the work. Um, but yeah, work out what it is you actually want. And I mean, yeah, like, like hobbies are so, I think, I think I know for a fact Ryan, that uh, Ryan is a dog and so, or a cat maybe. And like, I found like getting two cats, most fucking fulfilling. Actually, I did it a year ago. Uh, yesterday I'm so excited to uh, tomorrow sorry so excited to spend uh, my anniversary with my cats tomorrow but the yeah just I just yeah it it is hard and ruts do pass I, I find a funny thing that they they happen for me like every 10 weeks and it's you know the same amount of time as a school term and it's like yeah that school terms are perfectly uh, where they need to be, uh, and the, the school holiday breaks. Yeah, I, I would also say find. I, I know you, you said that like being at the computer is the last thing you want to do. I, it, I like you find find what does bring you joy. And like I said, it might be travel, it might be going going out for walks, just spending quality time with your partner, and uh, or if you have a partner or or whatever. But yeah, I, I think find find a hobby that's not related to what you what you do for a living because it is also hobbies are really fun to start they're 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 um like kind of they can be kind of annoying to keep but when you i find the best part of a hobby is getting getting all the new equipment and, and things like that um you have this like really sort of exciting phase but yeah just to plan out i don't know the next year of your life like what goals do you have to work towards and then you can maybe see a way out of the rut uh, the Almighty Watch, he suggests try trying new things to that. Um, whew. That's all the questions. Oh, damn. There's a bit more discussion. Uh, Luke asked, why would opening the door dry uh, dishes? Um, Almighty Watch says, in fact, some dish, fancy dishwashers will crack open when done to release the steam. Um, and yes, yeah, Scotty says, uh, you just the airflow through the kitchen. It's like drip drying hand dishes only on a larger scale. And yeah, that's all the questions uh, we had. Uh, we put out on uh, our social medias and I don't think we got uh, many responses um, on Instagram. Something called Reality Records insisted I um, I uh, promote myself on there and some people on our Instagram story misunderstood the brief. And we post on Facebook as well. We don't really use Facebook anymore because hashtag fuck the Zuck. Hashtag not in a sexual way. Hashtag uh, mead boys rise up. Keep in mind, anyone can be a mead boy. Ryan is typing. Ryan has stopped typing. So Ryan, you, I just, I just gave you. Well, I, mean, I hope that was, I hope that was helpful. I hope any of this, I hope this podcast was enjoyable to listen to. I hope you got your, your fix of, um, you know, some laughs. I hope we had some laughs. It feels weird to talk for this long without hearing laughter. Uh, yeah, I just heard that in my head as well. Um, but and I hope that, you know, even if you got just a little piece of advice out of this, even if it's just go and try some mead because it's very sweet. Um, awesome. If you can get your hands on some um, number eight wire, which is a very Kiwi term, so it's probably only in New Zealand. Eight wired, double scoop, stout, baklava flavor. And I've also got a chocolate cream lager in the fridge, which I'll be keen to try. Damn, that's a good stout. All right. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, AJ usually does the wrap up, so I'm 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 lost. But the yeah, so follow us on Cop Option everywhere. Uh, that's like your yeah, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want, and uh, check out this wherever you're listening to this. We've got a bunch more episodes. Most of them have this other guy AJ. You'll love him. Uh, he's in them. And yeah, subscribe to us on YouTube. There's Cop Hopshire and Cop Hopshire again, second YouTube channel, which might be where you're listening to this. And uh, yeah, you can also email us at copophshiremedia at gmail.com. This has been, I actually don't even know what this episode's going to be called. Richard's Advice Column uh, or something. I don't know. AJ will probably come up with the title and the thumb and the general sort of decor of the episode. But uh, yeah, stick along, stick, stick along, stick around after the, the music you're probably hearing just a little, little light music underneath uh yeah stick around after that for a post credit scene where i will be answering a question won't that be a fun <laughs> change of pace from what the rest of the episode has been and here's the post credit scene Welcome along to the post-credits. This is the same of the individual episode. We're for five dollars a month over at Patreon.com/slash/CopPosture. You can give us something to talk about in this the post-credits scene. How was that, AJ? I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Sam Page says, "If you went back in time, what would you have done differently with Cult Popsure? Wouldn't have joined." There's your answer. No. Um, I think AJ and I have both sort of said like we would we would love to have gotten into cult popsha when it was like a few years earlier. Like it, we always sort of felt like we just sort of missed the boat on becoming a big podcast because yeah, like it seems like the only real podcast that blow up these days have like a celebrity name attached to them. Like everyone, a lot of podcasts people listen to have been going for you know seven or eight years, um, and you know it feels like you know if we'd started maybe three years earlier or something like that that we we could be one of the we could be the uh, my dad wrote a porno or uh, my brother my brother and me or, or something like that yeah I, I guess i guess that would be it just starting earlier with the podcast but then i've, I've said this multiple times that i only, i was at one stage in my life where the, the one stage in my life where i would have agreed to start this podcast and actually follow through with it so and that's led to me to where i am now which is that i'm a fucking movie reviewer on the national news and i can uh i could drink mead and stouts for an hour and 10 minutes and ramble madly by myself and jokes on you because you listen to the whole thing if you made it to this point love you bye